to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So on this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with Marala K. Thompson. Marala K. is a first-year student in our class of 2020, and she and I recently sat down to talk about her background, how she decided to pursue an MBA, what led her to choose Darden, and how her experience has been so far. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Marala K. Thompson. So Marala K., welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brett. I'm excited to be here. All right. So tell us a little bit more about your background. You know, where are you from? You know, how did you decide to pursue an MBA? Yeah. So I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, but my parents are originally from Nigeria. So growing up in a Nigerian household, um, but in New York City. And before um, starting my MBA, in terms of my work, I essentially worked in market research. So I would help whether it's a higher education institution like Darden or hedge fund managers kind of answer these tough questions that kept them up at night. So my last role, I worked at GLG um, and I worked closely with like investment bankers or like research directors at hedge funds who were interested in market research for um, specifically in healthcare. So they look at like a pharmaceutical company coming out with like a new medical drug or a medical device company looking to like launch a new device or something that's existing and say like, is this going to be successful? Is this something that doctors going to be interested in prescribing? And my job was essentially to create those surveys and help them answer those really tough questions. So it was, it was pretty interesting work. So, um, did you always know that you wanted to get an MBA or is that something that occurred to you over the course of your, your career? So even though I was doing all of this research, the one thing that was really interesting to me was the research process. And so I started to realize how um, technology was something that was really important in all of my roles um, and just having like a very efficient and clean process. And I would find myself spending time like outside of my actual job looking at our process and saying, is there something else that we can do? Um, is there a way that we can use our technology a little bit differently? And I kept thinking to myself, is there a way for me to make my sort of stretch role into an actual job? Um, the other thing was I knew that there were all these skills that I didn't really have. So I had these great ideas, but I didn't necessarily know how to pitch it. I didn't understand like how other parts of our company were connected or how my idea might affect another team. So... I started to look at all these different master's programs. It's like, oh, maybe I'll get like a master's in org psychology or like do something else. And when I started looking at the curriculum for MBA programs, all of the pieces that I was missing in terms of my skill set were there. So that seems like a very kind of like calculated way of deciding, but it just made so much sense. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I'd be kind of settling or not getting the full spectrum of what I needed if I didn't pursue an MBA. So how did Darden get on your radar? How did you first learn, learn about the University of Virginia? Darden was one of the first schools I looked at when I was deciding um, what program generally I wanted to do. And I saw the case method and I got really excited. I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. And then Darden actually kind of shifted off of my list of um, schools that I was looking at, specifically because of um, the rallies that happened in Charlottesville. And that was something that was really hard for me to um think about and thinking about going to school in that environment. And then um, 
I had a mentor who, or have a mentor who is a Darden alum, and he is also an alum of my undergraduate institution. And he said, you know, there's a Darden event at Google. You should definitely come. So I went to the event. I didn't have any expectations. And I was just honestly really blown away. Um, Dean Beardsley actually talked about the events and how the students were impacted and how they rallied together. And I kind of expected him to avoid talking about it. And I appreciate that he didn't do that. And I spoke to a lot of the alumni who came from like very different backgrounds than myself. They came from, um, whether it was like a different city or just kind of like their careers, they were all very warm and very welcoming and very honest about the experience at Darden. And it wasn't just my experience with them at the event, but afterwards they were, they all responded to my email and it just seemed like they already accepted me into this Darden family. And I hadn't even like started writing my application essay. And to me that stood out amongst any of the other schools that I was considering. So that event put Darden back on your radar. Absolutely. So you applied through the consortium process. I did. So um, uh, some of our listeners may be you know, sort of just learning about that or maybe interested in learning a little bit more about what the consortium is and how that process works. You want to share your experience? Yeah. So I didn't know about the consortium <laughs> at first when I was looking at schools. And then I went to an event in New York City. And basically the consortium is an opportunity for you to apply to a set of around 20 schools. Um one of the things that the consortium is focused on is increasing the number of specifically African-American, Latino-American, Native American students who are people who are coming into business. And so it's a really great opportunity for someone who either falls into that group, but it's also kind of supporting other people within those groups um, to kind of say, look, I have this mission. I'm really excited about it. The consortium aligns with that mission. And there are all of these schools who are also bought into this mission. So I think some of the benefits of applying to the consortium other than that are like just one, you get kind of a discounted rate in terms of applying to uh, a number of schools. They're all excellent schools as well. Um, and then once you are accepted to the consortium, for me, it's this consortium family that you have that goes beyond what you would have, would have expected. So I know... Um, during the summer, we have this thing called OP or orientation program where we meet all of our classmates that are going to go through this experience with us. And I was really nervous about it. And when I met everyone, I knew that I had made the right choice in terms of what school that I was going to. Um, I just <laughs> really surprised and con connected with these people who were strangers, but it just went to show how Trusting the process is really important. So obviously there are tons of schools in the consortium. You rank that your top schools, but then the schools also choose you as well. And they're thinking about, you know, gathering these group of people that are going to make a really great impact at their institution. So it, it was a great process for me. So did you come for a class visit or uh, a visit day as, as part of your, your research process? So I visited a class at Darden. It was an ops class taught by Doug Thomas, who I have now for ops. Um, and I remember <laughs> going to other schools and sitting in classrooms and feeling a little exhausted and not paying as much attention as I wanted to. And I remember being terrified in the Darden classroom because I was greeted with like a, a huge 
um, drum roll by the section that I was in. And then they asked me to go to the front of the class. And I didn't just introduce myself. I had to answer a couple of random questions that they had for me. It was so odd. And I kept thinking, is this going to go into my like admissions thing? Like, if I don't answer the right question. But I was awake at that point. So <laughs> that was one thing that was really good about um, visiting Darden. And then as I sat and kind of like watched the discussion, I kept thinking, wow, this is a really weird way to learn about operations. But it's also something that like would force me to speak up. And because it frightened me so much, I realized that was something that I really needed to be put in an uncomfortable situation, but still be able to gather the confidence to say, this is what I know and this is what I'm thinking. Like, what are other people's thoughts on this discussion? So it visiting a Darden classroom and experience a case method is very different than reading about it on the website, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in sort of your feeling about where your gaps were and how that aligned with what you found uh, when you when you got here. Oh, (laughs) Uh, core is really hard. (laughs) And I started to realize I had a lot of gaps. Um, I knew that I had never taken a finance class. I'd never taken an accounting class. Um, I took maybe one stats class in undergrad. And so I came in knowing that quant was going to be something that I was going to struggle with. And I'm really surprised at how far I've come from, I would say, day one being in a Darden classroom. Um, cold calls will definitely force you to say, I know, I'm once again, I'm uncomfortable. I don't totally get what's going on. But it forces you to say, okay, what questions can I ask? So in my decision analysis class, that was the first time I ever gotten cold called. And I was terrified. It was like 20 minutes of going back and forth and saying, okay, Morale, okay, well, what do you think? Okay, now you have all this new information, Morale, okay, what are your new thoughts? And I remember um, my professor saying, you have to kind of think about the classroom as your board and you're the CEO. So if you were a CEO and people were throwing information at you and you didn't really understand what was going on in the conversation, would you just kind of just sit there and make a decision based on that? Or would you ask more questions, ask for more clarity, ask for how people got those specific insights? And so it made me feel less frightened and more empowered to say, these are my gaps, but I am bringing this background. And so I might be taking a more qualitative approach. Can you maybe walk me through how that might look in terms of the numbers in Excel? So it has been, it's been a journey. Mm -hmm. It's been a journey. (laughs) So uh, what section are you? I'm in section D. <laughs> so, um, so for our listeners who may be learning this through some of these conversations, but there's a lot of section pride here. Yes, there's a here ton at, of section pride. Yes. So expressed in a lot of different ways. Darden Cup, for yes, example. Yes. Um, Everyone hates us right now because we've been doing really well. We've been at the top, but you know, people are starting to get a little closer. So hopefully <laughs> we stay at the top. <laughs> so, um, how did your section, how did your learning team help you with, I mean, everybody acknowledges this is a pretty steep learning curve here at Darden as you adjust the case method and taking classes that you may never have taken before and new yeah. subject matter. Um, how did these sort of learning communities help you? I definitely could not have gotten through a lot of the challenging coursework without like my learning team and without people in my section, people in other sections. Um Learning team is a little bit more structured because you have to meet with these people every, basically almost every day. 
um, and talk about the cases. But one of the things that I learned about my learning team is that everyone has strengths and weaknesses and everyone is knowledgeable in more areas than others. And it allowed me to push myself to say, you know what, I'm not really understanding finance, I'm going to take a finance case this week so that I can really push myself. But then that also meant that if someone else was explaining finance, I would say, hey, I didn't really understand. Could you walk me through that again? So while I was learning, I was also helping to make other people in my learning team who are experts better teachers. And I would say in my section, um, even just outside of some more organized things like the review sessions that the sections create... It was just being able to go to someone in my section and say, I don't really understand what's going in econ right now. Do you have some time to talk me through this? Or people just coming to me and saying, hey, Morale, okay, I had that same question. I figured it out. I can kind of walk you through what my thoughts were. So Darden creates these structures, I think, obviously purposefully, <laughs> um, hoping that you will use those resources. But it's so nice that it's not just me saying I need help, but other people also gaining something from helping me and supporting me. And then I can go and teach someone else now that I've kind of figured it out a little bit. Yeah, there is that culture of everybody brings something to the table. You share what you know with someone else. Everybody becomes the expert at some point. Exactly. Um, what's been the most surprising thing about your experience so far? The most surprising thing? I... <laughs> I'm actually surprised about how much I've learned and how much I've picked up being in the classroom. Um, I remember being here the first week and thinking, oh, my God, there's so much I don't know. Um, there's so much, like, I need to catch up on. And the level of information <laughs> that is thrown at you through the cases that we have surprisingly teaches you so much. And I think it goes beyond saying like, oh, now I know how to calculate whack. Like it's more, I know what that means for a business and I know how to feel more comfortable having those conversations, even if I'm not an expert, but having enough knowledge to like carry myself. So I've been surprised by how I want to say successful <laughs> the case method is in teaching you and pushing you to get over it, kind of like that fear and that hump. So um, this is sort of recruitment season for for internships. Yeah. Uh, have you have you already found your your summer internship? Do you know where you'll be going? Yes, I will be going to Google this summer. Um, Google was my top choice coming into Darden, and I kept telling myself, "Oh, there's no way." And now I have an internship offer, <laughs> so there is a way. So I'm really really excited about that. Was big tech something that you knew you wanted to do beforehand? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to do tech for sure. And I knew that, especially for someone like me who was a career changer or career switcher, it was going to be important for me to really have a great brand on my resume to show that, like, not only am I capable, but, like, someone gave me, like, a, a big responsibility, for example. So whether that means that, like, after Darden, I'll go to, like, a, a tech startup or I want to stay in big tech, I think it was important for me to to really kind of push myself in terms of making that pivot. So you're obviously here, you're, you know, first year, you're on the, you know, past the midpoint in your first year, starting to gain some momentum, summer's on the horizon. So uh, what would you want prospective students to know, know about Darden, about this experience? Yeah. So something that I've been thinking about a lot is I keep hearing people say, you have to bring your whole self, or like bring your authentic self. And 
I know that the first year or even going through the MBA application process, I was definitely tested. Like, do you really want to do your MBA? Is tech something that you're interested in? What are your actual goals? And I think the process is really reflective. And I would encourage everyone to be very, very reflective during the process and to always remember to come back to their authentic self. I think that that helped me make the right decision in terms of what school that I chose to go to. But it also is helping me thrive in the classroom and remembering, you know, I might not be this person, but I am that person. This is what I can bring to the table. And remembering that, like, that that's kind of the goal at the end of the day. When you're submitting your application, you want to present yourself to the fullest. And the schools that accept you are going to be those that appreciate and value your authentic self. Yeah, that aligns really well with the admissions advice that we give, which I, I think can be a little bit frustrating sometimes. We say, well, be authentic, be be authentically you. Um, but it matters so much here at Darden because it's such a participatory way of learning. It's a tight-knit community, only 330 students or so per class. And obviously, you have sections and learning teams. I mean, people are going to get to know you and obviously be really interested in knowing you here. So um, I have to ask, based upon sort of how you talked about sort of the ebb and flow of your your MBA program choice. Um, how have you found Charlottesville? So I didn't know what to expect <laughs> with moving to Charlottesville. And honestly, it's, I don't want to say it's perfect, but it's really what I needed. Um, I had lived in D.C. two years ago, and I really enjoyed being able to go through the outdoors and but still be able to go to really great restaurants at the same time and that not being too far away. And when I moved back to New York City for two years, I didn't really do any of those things. I didn't go on as many hikes. I was still eating very great food, <laughs> um, but I wasn't going to wineries. And being here and being able to just take a 20-minute drive and go to a winery and have a little bit of peace in that sense or go on a hike with 20 of my classmates spontaneously um, or order insomnia cookies at 2 in the morning because I'm studying and I just need something to help motivate me. It's been, it's honestly been a way better experience than I expected just in comparison to being in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just getting everything that I need out of being in school right now as well. Yeah, it's a quality of life thing, right? Um, You can be as busy as you want to be. If you need to be distracted, you can. If you need to buckle down and really study, yeah. you're obviously in a great place to do that. Good balance. So, Moralike, thank you so much for, for taking time out of, out of your very busy schedule for the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Brett. It's been great. And that was my conversation with Moralike Thompson, a first-year student in our class of 2020. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at darden at virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.